morning, officer. Maybe this is the pot calling the kettle black. This guy thinks he's a genius and he's a moron. <laughs> Good news, everyone. Y2K! Y2K! Oh no! Think of like the dumbest cave troll that you know. You looked right at me when you said that. You're not the dumbest. Here are the facts as I see them. We are so Welcome, Bandit Radio Hour. It's been like a couple month hiatus, but we found time to get together and not be adults for like an hour and a half. We're not dead. No, we're not. We made it. We made it through the Florida summer. We just got through a through a hurricane, but it's more of a hurricane. I, I mean, North Florida. North Florida is not happy right now. Hurricane was excellent, by the way, for the record. That was that was a good one. Uh, welcome, everybody. Bandit Radio Hour. Thank you all for tuning in. This is fun to do again. I've I've missed it. I need to scratch the itch and not that itch. Uh, but, uh, they make a cream for that. They do, but I like ignoring instructions. Um, but no, dude. Uh, Summer, you flew a lot. Yeah. How was that? I mean, it wasn't as uh, intense as the year before was, but it was still it was still pretty wide open. You know, made it through you know safely. Illinois. I don't have to go back anymore either. Yeah, I love it. If you're from Illinois, I'm sorry, your state sucks. But you know, (laughs) I have no real opinion of the state of Illinois. I just know some of the politicians it's produced, and I'll just leave it at not a fan. Uh, Figure it out. But I digress. Uh, Yeah, dude. But my summer. had both my kids, and that's a big part of the reason. Well, you were flying, and you got all the equipment in the studio. That's a bunker inside of a swamp, literally this time. Not literally on the bunker. It's a trailer. But inside a swamp, literally, like, it's flooded outside. Uh, it's, it's, it's been wet. Like but, I said, the, the hurricane, I mean, we didn't get anything but just a lot of water. Between the hurricane and the after showers, and it's been, yeah, yeah, we're wet. But we needed it. We needed a bath. We always do in Florida. It's sticky. Um, but... No, so yeah, the uh, summer was like both the kids watching, like fi- they're nine, and it's finally like the age I can start showing them. Like, I started off the summer saying I'm gonna show y'all a little bit of scary movies, and like by mid June, I'm like, y'all wanna watch the thing? Y'all wanna watch Thirty Days a Night? Let's crank it up to twelve. Let's do it. Did you have any where like uh, where you were like I might have gone too far? Thirty days of night, just on the like how mercilessly the vampires just slaughter people. Yeah, uh, I looked because like my son. All right, he's the horror aficionado, and he's like, I've you know I've heard of the thing, and we watched the thing, and there were some moments that like made him jump and scared him. But also, he lives like in northern Michigan most of the time, so thirty <laughs> days of night set up north, and he's like, ooh. yeah, he's like, ooh, this is. I'm like, is this scary? He's like, yeah, it's a little scary. So I asked my daughter. She's like, as long as it's not real, I'm fine. I can I can mentally block this out. That's a good like a based on real event horror story. Wasn't the strangers based on uh the the Is that Charles Manson murders? I mean he didn't murder people, but he talked people into it. I heard it's loosely based on I them. haven't seen that one. That's one like they had like bags over their heads yeah. and stuff. I remember the previews. It was pretty scary, but there's at one point in the movie, like it was that was a very scary movie. I'll but, say I'm not big on scary. I don't watch scary movies. No, you don't. I don't like being scared. Merce likes to survive. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's like no. Why would I watch? Like, and he's Mr. Butterfingers in the movie. Though. Yeah, like I could I could I could watch cartoons or I could be terrified for the next two hours. Cartoons are pretty good. Yeah, it's. Uh, but no, it was uh, uh, the strangers. I remember that scared me until there's one point in the movie 
where it's like one of the the protagonists, one of the good guys, are like hiding in a room with a shotgun, and these serial killers with bag on their heads have been moving around. And like he's waiting with a shotgun, and like another good guy comes in through the front door and is like, "Hey, Jeff, you there?" And like goes walking back, and he, he freaking shoots John or whatever, like in the face. And I'm like, "Look, I saw this coming. This that that that's one of those things that just ruined." A, uh, Welcome uh, to the Bandits movie reviews. They call, <laughs> but, they, I don't know why I was randomly. They call that they call that something like if say if there's like a machete or like a weapon if there's something you see or notice. It's it has to be used later. It's like Chekhov's a, gun. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's what it yeah. is. Nerdiness kicked in. Uh, not yeah. It was it was one of those like you see the shotgun earlier in the movie and you kind of know like oh they're going to use this to obviously finally kill the bad guys and they they don't. <laughs> By the way, hang on. Have you ever seen Funny Games? No, dude. It was a mental movie and it's like the gist of it. It's like really classic horror trope of this family goes on vacation to their lake house in like new england and while they're there these two like almost twin teenage boys show up and just start torturing them pretty much like but they're very charismatic they're very weasel their way but halfway through the the reason i bring it up halfway through the movie like one of the characters finally gets smart and like grabs these guys have been outsmarting them in every turn one finally grabs a shotgun like shoots him in the chest and the twin brother's like, no, 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 you can't do that. That's not how this goes. And he grabs a DVD remote and hits rewind. And the movie rewinds itself to where his brother, like, gets unshot. And he grabs the gun and is like, that's rude. You're not supposed to kill us. Like, this like, this is horrifying. This what? is bad. It, 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 yeah. It's it, like it, The Sims. Yeah. Like, he reverses time with the DVD remote. And, like, it's, yeah. That, that, that's one of the ones that messed with me as growing up. I'm like, they... What was uh, they don't have alternate. I couldn't. I could never get through like the the first ten minutes of Ernest Scared Stupid, the troll. I was oh, that was so terrifying to me. That troll. They did a good job. That looked scarier than the horror movie that was used for Killer Clowns from Outer yeah. Space. That with the warts coming off of its nose. Yeah, it and, was just like that opening scene where like he's like got the kid by the ankle and turns him in like and it's just, oh no, I couldn't do it. Terrif- it was something about the scene just being the running, being chased. My, did you ever watch the movie Trolls growing up? And not like Trolls like the dolls with the hair. No, like it was like a horror movie about like no. trolls that live under the basement. My brother Matt was telling me about it. And like he's got, I got a niece and nephew. He's like, I'm gonna, I watch this at their age. I'm, I'm going to like check it out for him. He's like, how did we ever watch this? I like watched like 10 old? minutes of the Leprechaun because like I remember, I can remember turning it on because I was thinking, oh, like Lucky Charms. Leprechaun scared me. Yeah. And he was like, he's like the golden nugget. And then I was like. <laughs> What say that again? The golden nugget. <laughs> that was way too good. That was that was way too awesome of a voice impression. And it was oh, it was yeah. <laughs> Do you remember Leprechaun in the Hood? No, see, I didn't. Other... I remember seeing that at movie gallery, and it's like Snoop Dogg's in there, Coolio or somebody. That would make sense. Yeah, it was like number eight. I don't know. Like I said, any, anything scary, I didn't. I just was not my cup of tea. Still, still to this day, I can't even think of the last scary movie I've actually watched. Probably, uh, it, it was those I watched. And like it was cool because my daughter got my daughter got to see like and my son got to see some of the older horror movies like Alien, where there is like. Can I honestly say I've never seen Alien? Dude, Alien's good. It's yeah. not that scary. It's just I've seen it, I've seen enough of it, enough cutscenes to know right. the premise of the movie. Right, but didn't see it because when I watched Predator. Predator scarred me. <laughs> Predator's great. Because Predator's me, me, the ultimate. This dude, is how dude. I got introduced to Predator. We're at my dad's buddy's hunting camp. 
and it's like 10, 11 o'clock at night, and they're going to go out for a buggy ride, you know, to go hunting, and I couldn't go. Looking back on it, they wanted to just go drink and ride like all night long and stuff. And so without they, their children. So what they do, they left me alone in the hunting camp. Like we'll put a movie on for you. They put on the Predator with Jesse the Body Ventura and left <laughs> me by myself watching the Predator, dude. No, the Predator. <laughs> they came back and I was. They said I was. I was sleeping underneath the cushions of the couch. Like, not on the couch. Like, I was like... An in... invisible monster with glowing eyes that skins people apart. I how, was convinced how old were you? I was probably like 10. That's great. That's good age. That's like, good I age. Was, I was old enough to be left alone, yeah. but clearly, still clearly terrified. And Next summer, I'll show him Predator. But, no yeah. So, I think I think just, like, my few run-ins with, like, scary movies were just... It was just like, nope, this is not something I enjoy. And... Although my son totally tried me, and I'm like, you know, there's a lot of crazy things people believe. I can't remember at what point I said that, but I was like, you know, so I was explaining something. He goes, what's something you crazy you believe? And just off the cuff, I'm like, I don't know, dog-headed people? Nope. <laughs> nope, shut up. <laughs> don't really believe it. Don't tell anybody that, son. They'll look at you like Ladies you're crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been back for nine minutes, it's... and dog-headed people... Dog-headed has... people have <laughs> has returned. Man- has managed to already make its way back to the podcast between that nephilim and a whole lot of other things i've been wondering lately but i'm just gonna put that to the side y'all stay over there that might be for a future episode there's there's maybe maybe dog face pony soldier had more of a meaning than we thought dude i listen god bless michael malice he shared the clip and i know it's taken out of context but i don't care it's something about how how i don't know trump has uh, reduced the civility of politics but then he just shows a clip of Elizabeth Warren, and the quote is, uh, fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. <laughs> and I'm just like, and that's it. It's like a second and a half of her just saying fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And I know she's saying some racist said this or something like that, but I'm like, that's beautiful. That's between her and Mitch McConnell going mute twice and Joe Biden probably crapping him pe- his pants. And, oh, and uh, who's and the other one? Me Googling who's the retarded senator and Google tells me it's no, John Fetterman. Not even John Fetterman. Who's the old, the old, old lady? Oh, oh, the one that's like dead but still alive. Yeah, yeah her daughter has power of attorney over her. I was about to say Susan B. Anthony, but it's not her. <laughs> No, I, I can Feinstein. Yeah, yeah, like Frankenstein. Yeah, and she was like trying to like make a vote, and they're like, just say yes, just like the people behind. At this point, they're just using them as like her pawns. aides are like, stay alive, we need this paycheck. Yeah, it's like yeah. Gin, like Ginsburg. Yeah, it's, yeah, that one. That was um, in the Supreme Court. Yeah, 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 that one. Um, no, dude, these people uh, and Dave Smith brought this up. It's like. And he's a Gen Xer, and we're more sadly we are kind of millennials. We're like a, we're like right in that. Although if you're a millennial and you I were don't... raised in a small town, you're more of a Gen Xer. Yeah, like you know when I'm... in the South. Let's be real. I was I was explaining that to somebody like in Orlando. I was like, I feel like coming from a small town, we're like a generation yeah behind everything. We always are. We kept the hippies out of here until like the eighties, but. Uh... For good but yeah, measure. like I said, I remember like the millennial talk was coming out. Everybody was like making all the comparisons. Like I never really felt like any of it applied to me. But I don't. I feel like we're like an in between. Yeah. Like we don't belong either. Well, like place. like your dad, or like we don't belong in you know apparently affordable housing either. Hey, so. what did you tell me your dad remembers? What they brought to this part of De- uh, Desoto County? Power. Yeah. Yeah, my father. My, yeah. My dad was born in 1954, and, th- and they did not have power at in his home. Yeah. 
Like they live well, they live where here. I mean, they had power in Arcadia and stuff, but they live yeah. so far out of here. You on had the ranch. to go to town to get it. Yeah, they they didn't have it, and it was going to cost so much money from to run it. And then it was, I mean, eventually they finally got it. But and dude, how many like they had an ice box? <laughs> you had literally a box. You put your you put your ice on the top or on the bottom of it. Yeah, it's like just someone's like the side heat rises the so top. Yeah, they just put a big block of ice in and yeah, that's wild. Uh, what you see that an old brother wart that all the two little black kids walking down the road and they got like a wagon with a big ice block yeah. in it and they're carrying the other one and it's like you had to walk like so and dude to this day out on state road 70 i see people just thumbing it from town to town and i'm like y'all are y'all are doing it the old way <laughs> y'all are dirty hobos now i but. was gonna say i think they're i think they're doing it the only way they are but- yeah the old way that was the default human travel method hey give me a ride or as back then is yeah everybody did just kind of walk and you know yep. get around and but I don't I was thinking that going through Orlando like it's just so so massive and metro like you can't even like walk across Orlando hardly with just the massive interstates and the, it's like a literally a jungle to get around. Yeah, no, thank you. I've only been to Orlando like a, take aside Disney World trips, which have been like twice in my life, three times really. Uh, I've I've only been to inside Orlando like twice in my life. I've been there more for than good I reason. That's where I'm going to school. And in Orlando, it's it, it is what it is. I mean, it's just a big, super busy city. The problem is there's the suburbs on the outside that you have to get through to get to it. Well, they're they're becoming that. You know, like Lake Alfred. You know, there used to be nothing there. Like in the, oh no, I never went that far north. But yeah, oh, well, anyways, sure. like Lake Alfred, which is like basically between say Orlando and Lakeland. It okay, was like just orange groves, and you went up there. And like, I guarantee you, they have probably put in over a thousand homes right yep. there at the interstate, and they're being built and stuff. There and just massive subdivisions going in everywhere. So now the traffic starts like 20 miles before Orlando, and it's just from the people trying to get onto I-4 yep. to get into Orlando. It's insane. Like, it's literally turning into, like, like the suburbs of, like, Chicago and yep. places where it's just, like, it's, growing out. and it's Orlando's growing south, the East Coast growing west, and the West Coast is growing east. Like, we're full. PSA, we're full. We're there's, old men complaining about people moving here. There's there's hurricanes, there's iguanas, there's killer alligators. Pythons. We yeah, got pythons. There's, there's, there's pythons, there's uh, malaria now, um, there's Florida man. There's Florida there's, man. There's, By the way, we're going to be doing more Florida man eventually. It's expensive, you can't afford it. Right. Like, sorry, we're yep. full. It, although, man, I still think... As much as it's growing, and don't get me wrong. Bring your tourist money, but leave. Pretty (laughs) much, yeah. I'm not understating, like, how how much it is growing. But, man, like, when you look at a satellite view of Florida, you do see them coasts and the big metal cities lit up. But you still see, like, look look at the Google map of Florida during nighttime. Yeah. Look at how much land is not lit up. Well, I can tell even, like, from, I've had this property not quite two years now. And when I first got it, I could see no lights from here. Now they're building. I can see lights across there. <laughs> Y'all don't understand. <laughs> this this started like half a year ago of us sitting on his porch, and he's like, someone built a house like a mile away, and I can see the light radiating from here. Instant anger. <laughs> well, they, they, and it's like one of them bright halogen lights. Well, that, yeah, and they've got it pointed directly at me, so it's not like... 
it's just a light in the distance. It's like a, a glaring light. It looks like a little shiny jewel off in the day. You really have to stare to notice. Shut up. But, uh, <laughs> and then they put in the... Uh, I don't like light pollution on my property. And then about two miles away. <laughs> around the curve and then the other curve. My white privilege is showing. I'm sorry. Like two miles away. Your rural privilege. Yeah, they've put in that... Uh, and white privilege. They moved the DOT... Um, Offices or whatever, so now you got that like glowed up. So I, I went, for, I could still feel like I was in like the woods and kind of secluded. And now, just like with the lights, is like just totally, even though it sounds super minor and it kind of is, but I just feel like the city's there. Like I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's growing. But we'll hold out. We'll figure out. Now, worst case scenario, move to Cluiston. There will never be a city built there. No, I it's too much muck. One day. It, it won't be my times. I'm, I envision my little ranch being like a central park. <laughs> Private property. <laughs> and me just an old man riding around with a shotgun, just yelling, get off my lawn! Pretty much. Um, so, yeah, all right, do you do anything this summer besides fly in the land of Lincoln and apply to law school? Not apply, get into law school, I guess. I picked palmetto berries. You did pick palmetto berries. That was very badass. Made, made that was very badass. Ha. Yeah, I did one. Yeah. No, because like I said, I'm still waiting, you know, because, you know, college isn't cheap. So I can literally say I paid my first payment of my college tuition with Palmetto Berry money. And y'all understand, like, he had, like, one of those side-by-side Polaris skaters, like, the bed of it, just filled with berries. Yeah, I picked uh, I picked over one ton. Which, uh, damn. I picked, like, 20, I was like, 2,200 pounds. <laughs> and, Aeld, Aeld, if I may get into this subject a little bit, do tell about how you went around and, like, it, you, where his property is, like, he's got, like, family members around him, and, like, where Palmetto's kind of run, and you did some on your, like, family's property, too, right? No, I never got there. I basically just did all like. But what bars did your one dad's. family member tell you? Oh, my uncle. By the way, like, these are palmettos in Florida that no one gives a shit about and tries to get rid of them until recently. People found out about palmetto berries. I yeah, never well, even they knew didn't they even had really berries. Mess with it, anyways. It's my uncle's like, well, yeah, you can pick mine, but you got to split it. So like, give me half. And I'm like, they're no. I was like, <laughs> one, it's extremely hard work, and two, like you. Wouldn't be getting the money for him in the first place. Yeah. But the fact that I might go get money out of it, I have to pay you. I was like, I'm good. My money. <laughs> so I just picked all the, like I said, but I didn't have, I ran out of time because, you know, school started, but made a little bit of, made a little bit of spending, spending money, which is already gone because I'm, a, I'm a poor now. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yes. Welcome. Welcome to my level. It's over although, a thousand bucks just for books for one I'll, semester. You've given it hell. I have, let me think. Like, outside of my kids this summer, we really, this all summer, we haven't tried to do anything with cows. It's so damn hot. You get them into the pens, it's dead. Like, it's, luckily, we haven't tried it or anything like that. Haven't had to. Um, So, outside of that, it's been a shitload of fixing fence, improving cow pens. I actually did mechanicking. And let me, like, I want to share this with the masses. I have been mechanically retarded for the best word i can think of but like that was like that's too complicated i don't like my, i can change a tire i can change batteries i could change oil i could do like the basic things but outside but whenever like your tractors break and you're just like gotta figure this out and you gotta co- have no option you have no i'm like i guess i'll get the manual on youtube and start digging and try to find and like dude on this giant john deere tractor we have i had to find like two different fuse box two separate fuse boxes one's in the cab One's up by the engine, which I would have never guessed. Uh, Use an actual, like, uh, 
what, what I tell our, our old diesel mechanic. I'm like, I'm actually a professional. I have an electric tester. And Chase, the power from the battery, did all that, was able to, it felt very good to get it started and going, was able to finish spraying, herbicided a lot of fence line when turned blue, looked like I killed a lot of Smurfs from, it was dark probably when you came in, but our hayfield, you can see where I've smoked that hole. And it's like it's like the only – all the Kogan's grass going up on all the other ranches. Our fence line is clean as – well, it's not – it's overgrown, but it's all dead. It's dead all dead. Yeah, that's, that's ours. It's like yep. a proud feeling. It's like, yeah. It's a bunch of skeletons. Yep. Yep. Uh, and our hayfields are booming because we did fertilize them. We did right like wait a couple of weeks before all this rain, so it was – yeah, ours looked real good too. Right before I left to fly, we uh, I spot sprayed everything for the smut grass and stuff. So. And you grow uh, uh, hermathia. Yeah, that's that's something I want to play with. We grow jigs, but we got that. It's growing tall, and like I herbicided it right, and it's nice. It's pretty. It's nice to have a pretty. The only, hay the only bad thing with the hermathia is you can't use like any type of herbicide. It's like super yeah. susceptible to everything. You so got you pretty much even, spot spray it right. Yeah, because you can't even like you know spray it like you would another field where it just kills like your broadleaf weeds and stuff. Right. It it'll die. Like any yeah. any. It's like the most. Susceptible. It's sensitive. Yeah. But it's filled with nutrients and it grows like a damn weed. Yep. Yeah. So I gotta. It just never ends. But. but I did that. I learned how to take apart, like, chunks, big chunks of a big tractor mower and replace that. And that's actually been like, hell yeah, mechanicking. Woo! But yeah, that's been summer. And now caught up to here. Today, actually, and I, <laughs> I told Merce this when I got here. So, like, our barn's been damaged since Hurricane Ian. And, like, we finally, like, me and another dude that, like, really knows what he's doing with barns came out and helped me. And uh, I was on, I, I lost my damn sunglasses and I'm on a damn metal roof all day. And don't get me wrong, like it was hot, but when you're working in Florida, you know, it's just something to deal with. You figure it out. I got done. But ever since then, I'm like, you, you said it perfectly. I'm like, it feels like I've been in a pool with too much chlorine for a little too long. Everything's a little hazy and a little blurry. And Merce's like, oh, you burned your retinas today. I'm like, that's it. Yeah, because it is. They, they're tingly. Just, that, just, some, just some mild corneal scarring. It's fine. That matches the concussions I've had. It all lines up. That's why you don't stare at the sun, people. I did stare, like, for a while at the metal roof, like, <laughs> on top of it. Like, yeah, I'm trying to cut. Oh, dude, cutting it, cutting tin off the roof. And literally, I thought, like, maybe I should get gloves. Oh, fag. <laughs> and I take, like, three more snips. It swings and just, bam, right underneath my ah! fingernail. And just blood psk, everywhere. And it, it looks better now. You can't see it, but it's because I bite my fingernails too short. Extreme and, pain. Yeah. Ex- little cut, extreme pain and blood everywhere. I think I like out of everything, like you hear like the, the horror stories and you know, stuff from like Vietnam where they'd shove like the bamboo under their fingernails. That yeah. I think was like one of the most painful things. Or somebody said, it's like, just imagine the thought of putting a needle in your molars and biting down and seeing which side it busts into first, the top or the bottom molar. A, why, are you, why are you putting this in my head? Why I don't know, but ever since that, I've been like, ha! Ah! Just like, the, just the, just like yeah. the crunching. Ah, mm. No, no, thank you. Don't like it. Not a fan. No. This is bad enough. Anyways, bad I will be brushing good. my teeth extra tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not flossing. <laughs> <laughs> Hell with that. Hell with a water pick. That sounds scary after that shit. Um, but no, dude, so... I think that was the whole damn summer. Oh, finally threw a saddle on my horse. I've been wanting to for like six months. But my new rule is like I get home early. I screw with this horse. Not literally. Hang on. <laughs> Phrasing. Phrasing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's a, it's an awesome like young buckskin horse named uh, Hunter. And I finally, finally put a saddle on him. Finally put a halter on him. 
And he was like, dude, I was proud of him. He doesn't really know what woe means. He doesn't really know what let's go means, but he's so personable. He's like, I'm trying to kind of figure out what you're, I'm not fighting you too hard. You could tell he's uncomfortable with the saddle, but everything is going fine. Until that stupid ass long haired dog that I rescued just came up and bit him on the back of the knee. And then he's like, oh, to hell with all this. I'm just <laughs> running in circles. I'm like, I'm letting you go. I'm not dragging you. I'm not fighting you. And he ran into a stall. I calmed him down. But it, that, everything's on fire. Per, per, <laughs> that, that's what they act like. Stupid animals. Love them. Stupid animals, though. God, they'll kill themselves. You know, from Rosie. They'll. they'll I, I still don't know how she didn't just cartwheel and murder me at some point. Yeah. Yeah, that was wild. For for record, for those of y'all that didn't hear previous episodes, we went across a creek on horse, and he, he was riding a horse named Rosie, and it like gotten a little bit of soft sand and just decided, I'm dead. Blop, flopped over. Well, no, you knocked me over. Oh, that's right. You, the, you, your horse, you turned your horse and ran into me and my horse, yeah. and then she stepped down in the mud yeah. and then like fell down. And then just refused to get back she's up. She's like, I'm not moving him back. I was here. referring to the fact the fact that she's just extremely not sure footed. No, no. And no. will trip over her own feet. And every, I don't know how many times I'd be in a full gallop or like, and she would start to stumble. I was basically just bracing myself at any point to just be going, knowing I was going over the saddle horn. And I was like, at any point, I just got to be able to tuck and try to roll. And and here's the thing. When she sees cows, she's like sure-footed. It's like, I know what we're doing. I'm more sure-footed. I don't know then, if she's just daydreaming the rest of the time and not yeah. paying attention. Goof, goof. Just yeah, goof. But, oh, it's always like terrifying to have in the back of your mind. No, at any point, it, as I'm hauling ass, this horse could just explode out from underneath me. Josh, while your family's going through this difficult time, I will loan you my services. You want to ride one of the craziest horses we got? Not crazy, I, but I, just goofy. I, yeah, goofy. No, she's a great-tempered horse. Oh. But um, And people don't ask us how many hands or even... I know it's a quarter horse, and it's sorrel-colored. That's, that's I'm not a horse person. I just ride the damn things. Um, But yeah, so that's... That's personal business. What's been new in the world? I mean, I my my response to normal things is when you ask on that fire. question is it's on fire. <laughs> but now Maui has actually been on Maui fire. Got on so fire. I feel like... Maui caught Maui caught some heat, son. Yeah. It got unless, it's, unless it's blue, apparently. No, I don't. That's that's a smoke screen. Yeah. That's I a... don't believe that either. But I do believe I do believe there's something fishy going on. One hundred percent. I don't think it was space lasers. Well, one of the. Be- <laughs> I kind of want to believe it's space laser. What I, if I pers- what if Marjorie Marjorie Taylor Green is right? Terrifying. Do you know what she tweeted that one time about Jewish space lasers? Uh, no, I don't. I don't remember. Dude, that. she's America's craziest soccer mom. I. Yeah. Okay, that's probably a great way to put it. She's <laughs> yeah. America's Karen. <laughs> she she has a drinking problem, like but, uh, whiskey too. I 100% believe that, yes, the government has the power to probably start fires and burn stuff from space. Not doubting that at all. I've seen some patent numbers. I don't think that's what <laughs> happened in Maui. Yeah. I'm not saying they didn't start fires, but I didn't. I don't think they shot lasers and set stuff. Well, a good person... My conspiracy, though, is all the kids that are missing, they're on an island and they're getting raped. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just <laughs> FYI, everybody. <laughs> Just bleep, make a note, bleep that one part out so we don't get totally nuked in the, in the algo. You can't say. No, dude, everybody bleeps that. Oh, okay. Everybody. We should probably start bleeping more things and let people infer it. But thanks, hundred people that are still listening. Well, no, anyways, but that's my, 
it was so weird about it. Like you can't find all the kids. The parents were at work. Then the fires happened. They blocked everything down. Parents could get home to the kids, and all these kids are just missing. All right, all right, all right. Devil's they're advocate. Either, they're, either, they're either toaster strudels, or they're on yeah. Epstein Island number two. And from what I understand, I mean, I'm no damn arson expert, but from what I understand, like, even when people burn up in a house fire, there's still, like, bones left, and they're still, like, they yeah. don't, that's not like a cremation. It's not, it doesn't get that hot for that long. From what I... I could be really stupidly wrong, but that's why. Yeah, I'm, I don't, like I said, there's, there's something weird for like, and I don't, I don't know, it's hard to but, hear the stories, and so many people are saying people are just like gone. Like, devil's advocate, and I'll say this, I've been pretty guarded about this story, because it's so, there's so many weird things to it, and there's such minimal explanation for all of it, the conspiracy theories run rampant. They, like, nat- just naturally. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not besmirching the conspiracy theories. Hey guys, I'm one of y'all. I'm right here with y'all. But just, I like, I like knowing the truth a lot more than like what, what, than just grasping at it. And from what I understand, like the stuff where I'm going to quote for, from is the awesome lefty Jimmy Dore. He's a lefty, but he's like very good at questioning the official narrative and the official story. Is he the one that's over there or that's? Does he live in Hawaii? He might, I, don't I don't know. There was there was some there was some reporter that was over there that the few times he's asked questions he's been like really shut down and then he's been being like being followed no, and stuff. J- Jimmy Dore has a podcast and he's like he's kind of like an old school lefty of like hey I don't like corporations and corporate power influencing and like I can you know have a, probably disagree with him on a lot of politics but he seems genuine very honest very questioning stuff. Oh so he's just not crazy D- or insane? Much. Yeah yeah and he was uh, he's wrong he just. <laughs> Sure, but even him, like, uh, something I appreciate about him, he'll be like, I don't know enough about economic theory to really debate yeah. this. That's just how I feel. And I'm like, really, the majority of us don't. True, very true. <laughs> He's just honest about it. But, no, so I'm like, just some of the stuff he said, and he doesn't grasp at really crazy straws, and he tries to have video evidence for what he's showing. But we all saw the video of the cop uh, showing, like, you shared it with me. Uh, it's like what people, the survivors of the fire are there for, Emergency supplies that the government yeah. should, which I'm like as anti-government as I am, like that's probably something the government well, should do. Well, I think do it was like their one. own lines that they'd set up for themselves. And the cop, like a cop, showed up and said, "Y'all need to disperse." And I don't even know why I'm telling y'all this, but this is an order from up top. Yeah, he's like, I don't know why you guys should have to. And then I saw like th- yesterday that they're own, they're bringing in like their own ships to give them aid because yep. they're like. They're still not getting. Oh anything. yeah, there were smugglers on Sea-Doo's bringing them freaking supplies, like, like dodging cops. Yeah, it's it's the whole there, thing no, is just insane. Jimmy Dore had like a big compilation and breakdown. Really, kudos to him. Look up the Jimmy Dore show, especially it, left, right, center. You somebody should listen to. But he uh, like they showed that they showed people like they're driving through and it's like their dash cam or their phone. They're driving through a thick black smoke neighborhood. And, like, the smoke is getting, like, lighter and lighter. And they're like, oh, we're getting out of the fire. And, like, literally there's a barricade of cops going, turn around and go back. Yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah, it's, it's the whole, the whole premise is insane. Then, like, the, 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 uh, the manager, the water district manager turned off the water. For the firefighters. Like, for, yeah, it, the, and then. The, the emergency system never goes off. Goes that was off. Sp- no, the, the chief. The emergency chief of police oh, yeah, was hey, the oh. same one from the Vegas shooting. Yeah, no, the no, same okay. guy. Okay, so to lay this out, to, the guy who was, I don't think he was the police chief of Las Vegas, but he might have been like, 
Those but, odds aren't even in Vegas. Those <laughs> odds are insane. They are for a Jason Aldean concert. <laughs> but um, no, so he was the chief commanding officer. That sounds like the title I heard about yeah. him. And and in the in the shooting situation in Las Vegas. Yeah. And he got transferred to Hawaii after that yeah. fiasco to like be the chief commanding operations out there. Which and, yeah. seems and like he, a promotion. Oh, here, go live on a but really does really, really seems like a sweet gig and that stuff from, and like I said, Jimmy Dorn just didn't say this crazy stuff. He backed it up and he even gave like, I'll, I'll try play like a little bit of devil's advocate. Like who knows, maybe the people driving from the fire, like they would have been driving into a worst fire. They couldn't have seen yet. Like I'm just trying, I'm trying to, I can, I can even see that, but then it's like, why aren't we helping them now? And there's so much of it. There's yeah, like media blackouts. The people can't talk the little bit you're getting out of them ever. All of them are just saying how screwed up it is. The fact that the city was trying to get the land for a 50... It's, there's just so much random... I, I don't... And I'm quoting the, like, freaking amazing, sometimes oh, disappointing... Oh, and, and the guy, I guess, the way it's set up, he's also the coroner. Oh, yeah, that's great. So he's going to be able to just sign off on the people that are missing. There, there's reports, and I don't know how true they are. I, don't, I mean, it's hard to tell of, of a ton of missing kids. And that's like... If that's true, that's a big if. That's bonkers. That's wild. Um, hey, I don't like Donald Trump, and I personally think he should be held for some war crimes and violations of the Constitution. But Pizzagate is aging a lot better than Trump than than Russia Gate. Like, yeah. But however, uh, I, I don't know. The one the one thing that's terrifying is you know like we're on the brink of all this war stuff, and then now there's been an attack on Hawaii. And if history repeats itself, the last uh, time there was an attack in Hawaii, got to go fight some <laughs> Japanese folks, I guess. Yeah, so that's, like, that's what the hell with the hell with Russia and China. That's the new war, Japan. Well, no, there's about to be Taiwan Not and China. Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> you got Taiwan and China, dude. And I tell you, that's like I'll hear great ideas from someone like Viv. I'm gonna say it right, Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy. Oh, uh, it's Vivek. I thought it was too, but. Like, and I guess he's kind of gone with it, but I guess it's technically pronounced Vivek Rimaswamy. Wow. Anyways, I'm just being a technical dick. Um, no, like, he says, like, some great stuff I really like. And then he's like, war with China over Taiwan. We're doing it tomorrow. Fighting. I'm like, unless you're just planning on launching a ton of nukes. So I want to know why the U.S. thinks that Taiwan has the right to secede from China. <laughs> yeah. But the South had no right to Hang on, hang on. We might get monetized one day. But uh, I see where you're going. I see. And I'm not saying, like, they, they had the right. Yeah, you got the right to leave a, leave a nasty relationship. But hang on. This thing about Hawaii, something, it's a quote from the great, sometimes disappointing Dave Smith. But mostly great. Mostly phenomenal. Uh, you know, like, so many people think of the government in completely backwards terms. And, like, it's how it's taught to us. But it's like... This is the idea that we're taught is like, this is like something, the government is something like a human's rights organization. That's the intention of it. And it just gets co-opted by these bad people that are greedy and power hungry. And they turn this noble thing into like a bad thing. But it would be like really great if these bad people would leave it alone. It's like, so you're looking at it backwards. Yeah. This is a gang. This mm. is a violent gang that's dominated a territory well, that that disguises itself as a human rights yeah. organization. Like well, 
It pretends to be one. The government only exists. Like I mean, I'm in literally in law school. It's like we're learning. I even like right now. But like the, I every, looked at the book. It's scary. Yeah. Well, like the government only exists. Everything in it is from the Constitution. All your crazy districts or your authorities, your agencies, and all these things are like they've all they've all just been a law that's passed. There's nothing in the Constitution that says or even suggests that they should exist. Like it's it's all it's all you know, so the court system the the Constitution literally says one court. Really? Yeah, and then but then Congress has the authority to enact other courts, if okay. lower courts, if needed. So our entire judicial system in that's been put into place is just been done by Congress. Yeah. Well, and there's so much to it. Like now they don't even have to sign off for wars because we don't have wars anymore. It's police actions. So we never, they never have to put their name to it. It's so much of it. It's just when you actually like break it apart and dissect it, it's such a like fucked up lie. And, but there's something like really interesting to it. It's, and I've been thinking about this, like outside of technology and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong. Like it's. I guess this is true for all governments, but like I really mean this about like the federal government. And I'm not sure what to replace it with, but like I know that like it really depends on it's the, it's the closest thing to magic I've like ever seen. Like I'm talking about like dumb like B movie vampire magic. And what I mean is like literally it its very existence depends on people believing in it. A majority of people believing in it and enforcing like it. Santa Claus? Almost like... If That's the, always the premise of the movies. Like, they have, you have to believe in me so my sleigh can fly. It's almost like if, if everybody in the world believes the world is flat. Flat earthers. Calling you out, bad boys. But uh, if everybody... Then, like, no one ever tries to dispute it or challenge it or anything like that. Like, the world might as well be flat, according to humans, then. If there is no, like, way to distinguish what it's like... So if we always have the need for some governing body to do this human rights horse shit, like it, it depends on people believing in the enforcement of it. Mm-hmm. it. Like literally, like, you know, you can touch a building, you can touch a coffee mug, a pen, a person. You can't touch a government. You can't. It's like this abstract. It's it's human imagination. Yeah. Just doing shit and or trying to organize shit. And the other thing about it was, what the hell? I'd like, oh, like looking at your like some of that law in there. And like you were like, make sure I got this right, law boy. It's all it's all case law, which is like building upon previous interpretations of this older law and how it's been countered and essentially yeah, argued, the U.S. Right? is set up mainly under what would be like common law to an extent, which is right. even based on law coming back from Great Britain. I mean, there's stuff like back in the 1600s. And then from the common law, you know, they've enacted the statutes, mm-hmm. which then have to be passed. And so it's like kind of like a, a joint between the two, where if it's say like the common law is kind of vague, they've got right. statutes to really put the actual like kind of specifics down. Right. But it's still based on, you know, stuff. There's like, um, it was one of those, like one of the uh, section, I think it's like 18 something, but it's like. It's 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 illegal for you to let your pig in a fenced in public area where it might destroy the grass. Yeah. Like that's an actual like statute. Like and, and the crazy federally. Thing, and there's so many laws, you know, bar another little chunk of Dave Smith, like when it comes to speed limit, like what is the law? 
Like, sure, that sign says 60 miles an hour, but if a cop actually won't ever pull you over until you're at 66, it's like, well, the real speed limit is 66. Like, that's the... I did see a thing here, was it this year or last year, that they were passing the thing that there's going to be no more leeway, there's going to, like, not going to be, like, a five-mile... Like, they're not going to give you that. Like, if they're going to, if they want to, they'll stop you for one mile an hour over. Yeah, and they're pulling everybody over that doesn't wear a seatbelt. That one... I still don't get that one. Like I said, if I want to go, if I want to go fly through my own windshield and splatter my face on the asphalt, it's my God given right. Cause it's not about improving the human condition. It's truly just to, it's a, it's a way to stop you <laughs> and it's a way to revenue, you know? And like when you take off your, like <clears throat> everything from the TSA, I think it's all literally like just condi- to make you obedient to this thing. Yeah. And to, that's what it's mostly about. Um, hell, the TSA is, I don't believe they've ever actually stopped a bomb going through it. There's a whole thing on that. It's, it's more of a, it's, it's more for peace of mind for the public. They want to feel like that there's this, this grand security thing there when they've actually proven like how kind of ineffective TSA actually is. It literally the law specifically, I, I don't know, maybe there's some country where it's different, but based on my Western South American, Southern American ass knowledge of things like, the law requires you to suspend like the current reality and inject this like lawyer translated reality. That is bonkers. That yeah. is like in, in so many different aspects, it's just completely bonkers. Well, like I said, no, like I said, the, the, you know, so guys, the, the symbol, like the law truly is blind. Cause in a lot of times you look at something and be like, Oh, the logical, like what you would logically think or to do doesn't apply you have to actually go by the law and then like to the letter like sometimes have to look at the definition or something and be like oh i can see well this is what the intention was Mm. and what should happen but because the law is actually defined as this it has to go this way right and it's it's uh sometimes it works to the advantage other times it's like i don't know yeah and that and in, and I can and I can see why because that's the only way to guarantee true fairness as much as possible. Yeah, you can't let it. Fair, he did finger quotes when he yeah. said fairness. Yeah, well, it's because you can't let because like I said, say if one time you um, try to construe it this way or look to like kind of make it work to fit here, you've now because it's based on case law, you've now set that precedent for every case to come after it. Right. So you can't afford to make those leniencies, which yep. is. I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. And that's why it's so confusing. And that's why law school's hard. <laughs> and that way, if that interpretation, you and know, I've only been there a couple of weeks and I know nothing, even the current, like at the time when they make like a new, not amendment, but what do you, a new, new statute statute. It's like, Oh, based on our current understanding, here's the rule for everybody. And it's like our current understanding so is falling. Well, I mean, that's if the Supreme court does it and it's yeah. binding then it's for everybody or, or it's just binding to the state. Depending, right. It depends on where it's a set, jurisdiction. It's, and yada, yada, like yada. I said, I'm a beginning law student. I'm sure there's actual attorneys. This or, is law talk with the bandit. Or there's like, there's people that are higher than been studying longer. Like this guy's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing because I don't, I have no idea what I'm doing other than reading. And I have no life now. Yeah. Oh, all right. Speaking about, uh, all right, on that, like, constitutionality, I got one more juicy thing for us. You know, that was phrasing. Um, but, um, no. All right. So speaking of, I'm rocking the table again. All right. To the point. You know, I've said it since the beginning, Merce. DeSantis, something doesn't smell right about him. Yeah. Like something, I said, 
I never, like I said, it and was... I've, I've appreciated the lockdowns, like ending them for Florida. And even though he wasn't as good as like I, South Dakota, like, no one, he did step up and I thought he did a great job yep. through all that. And was just like, we're just gonna let people do their own thing. And then, yeah, there's just something Disney. I don't have a strong opinion on either the, a damn cartoon mouse shouldn't have its own jurisdiction in the that's, first place. I agree with that like, in the first place. If you want to do whatever, if they want to go completely bonkers, crazy, that's fine, but they shouldn't be just allowed. wall off that city. Yeah but, they, <laughs> but, but they, yeah. but they shouldn't be able to have like preferable laws yeah. for them. Like no corporation should, but a lot of them do, which sucks. But, 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 all right, got a good friend. She said, oh, you're a fan of podcasts? You need to listen to these, like, left-wingers that, I, I say left-wingers. Supposedly the guy used to be a libertarian. Um, caught, the show is called Behind the Bastards. Phenomenal idea for a show. What they do, this guy does a, a very deep dive, him and his two quafty co-hosts. Do a deep dive on like whoever it is that day. It might be Jeff Bezos. It might be Elon Musk. It might be blah, blah, blah. They got to Ron DeSantis. And it was like a two-parter episode, one hour apiece. So far, I've only listened to the first episode, if I'm being perfectly honest. And I guess this is podcast review with the bandit on his podcast. But I digress. I had a lot of faith in this person that recommended me the show. And that faith almost got completely destroyed in the first 30 minutes. In the first 30 minutes, now this guy, he just sounds like, and I got this like beautiful Southern draw. Easy on your review because we're not, you know. We're oh, not, he's much we're, bigger was, than me. I was going to say, we're not making art over here ourselves. No, no, no. <laughs> we're total shitheads. Like, no, he, this, I'll give him this. The dude prepares his shit much better than we do. Then I just scribble for 30 minutes before we start. But, um, so. He spends the first 30 minutes talking about Ron DeSantis' Little League career. And really, what like... What position did he play? I don't even... I did not care wow. enough. To, I would just tune in and out. It's like, and this person said him. That I feel he's, like he was a coach's kid. The, it sounds like Rich Boy and Dockers playing on, but like star athlete. And it's like, uh, this person said he was really good, but kind of a mean guy. And this person said he was a great leader, but kind of a dick. And there's just a lot of that. I'm like, well, yeah, you can get, you can tell that by looking at him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's just got that energy. And finally, uh, you know, if, when I was about like getting ready to turn it off, they go, now we're to Guantanamo Bay. And I was like, like my, uh, fucking brain cells kicked in. I'm like, Oh, I've completely forgotten about him having anything to do with Guantanamo Bay. I've just barely heard he had something to do with it. So like, and they, God bless these guys. They do a good deep dive. Um, I guess what he was, he went into the Marines and he says that a lot that he's in the Marines, but he was like a Marine lawyer. Like he went over there and practically Jack. Cause I remember he's in dress whites and he, uh, his stuff, how they described it in layman's terms, what his job was, was to go over to Afghanistan or Iraq or wherever, be in an office and go, is it legal to bomb these people or these people? And he would go, oh, this is what's legal. This is what's illegal. Right. That was like, for the most part, then they ship him to Guantanamo Bay. Now I got to take a real hard side note and give my thoughts on Guantanamo. 10 years ago, back when Bill O'Reilly ruled Fox News and I listened to everything they said, I just said, Guantanamo is an absolute necessity. We have nothing but terrorists down there that just get around our little rules in the Constitution to just want to blow up good Americans. And that's uncomfortable. We, we can't stand for that. Um, now, especially since like Julian Assange and some of this, no, Snowden didn't leak anything about that, but a lot of WikiLeaks I've read, 
there's a lot of damn innocent people down there. A lot that are just held there. There's a lot of innocent people everywhere. There is. Uh, Look at the people on January 6th. True. Very true. Like one guy just got 16 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's all screwed up across the board, but I'll say this on January 6th. Hang on. My heart goes to, and even if it was BLM, like marching on, I don't know about BLM. Maybe not that, but I, I, my heart goes out. If you, were, if you were just marching, anybody scaring Congress people, I don't support it, but like, I don't advocate yeah. for it. But if it like, you know, Hey, that's like, be like, man, if you were just like marching and like truly like expressing your opinion, that's fine. I got no problem with that. You actually like burning stuff down, yeah. Then, then yeah, it's a problem. But they really didn't destroy anything. The few people like, and then like the one guy that's not in jail, the one guy moved a podium. No, okay, okay. The, and then the and then the cop, the cops broke the window. The, yeah, there. I'll tell you this: the stuff I did see destroyed, and the stuff like the people I saw not doing a whole lot besides being dumb rednecks or a bit dumb. I you said know. the people that are getting jail like in serious time really didn't do anything but be Com- stupid. Yeah, but digress. Apart from that, Guantanamo, keep trying to focus on that. Like, I saw one special, and it was on a solid cheerleading team. (laughs) Yeah. They make pyramids and everything. And, like, when you find out about, like, what was the place in Iraq that we were torturing people? I brought it up one episode. I can't can't remember. Well, that was Guantanamo where they would put them on, they made a human pyramid. No, that was, uh, that was Al Bashar. Not Al Bashar. I think that's from Call of Duty. (laughs) But, um,. can't remember the name of it. It was some prison yeah. camp in Iraq that like they did they did a lot worse things than the news said. That's I just know that for pretty certain. We've talked listen to a previous episode. Go back and listen. But I know at Guantanamo, they were water waterboarding people. And the best example I've heard of this where they hang them at an incline and pour water on them. I remember there They're was like a, a rat with a rag over their face. There was a guy named Cowhead, and no, not the Tampa radio host. It was a different guy named Cowhead. He's Mike Calta now. Yeah, he's Mike Calta. This was a different, weird guy named Cowhead. He he was a big conservative. He said, "I'm going to prove that waterboarding is not near as bad as anyone says. I'm going to have them do it to me like on my radio show." And he made it for like ten seconds and was like cr- crying and throwing up. And he's like, "We do this to people for like ten to twenty minutes, or like what?" But anyways. They were doing that at Guantanamo. And it wasn't... Torture needs to be effective. And don't get me wrong. Like, my honest thoughts are, if there actually was going to be someone that was going to, like, blow up a building of children or something like that, and we had to, like, do what we had to to make him stop that, sure. And that's what I think most people imagine. Like, we got to have a way to stop that. It's like... But, like, the January Sixers, like... A lot of the people in a lot of different protest movements that have been swept up with stuff. There's innocent people that get a label slapped on them and they're put away. See, yeah, I can see that. But And for the torture aspect, I think you should be allowed to do it. But here's a twist. You're allowed to fight back. <laughs> they put you in a room and you've got to fist fight the guy. How many guys? One at a time, but they're just going to keep coming. That, that's like, you like can only, you're going. So work. torture is okay. Yes. You would let Joe Biden send soldier after soldier to beat the hell out of least you're going out swinging, I guess. Yeah, like you, you <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I feel like you you at least have the still freedom of choice. I don't give I don't trust the government with that power. I'll put it like that. Well, I mean, I'd rather the, I'd rather have that option than be waterboarded. Yeah. Well, um, true. true. <laughs> waterboarding just gay. Like pick one. Pick hard torture or nothing. But like one the one guy I saw interviewed, who knows, this is the one out of 10, but I've seen a lot. I'm still sticking to Guantanamo. This guy was like half German, half freaking Arabic. He probably got counterfeit watches. I don't freaking know from one place, like from Arabia, 
it's not Arabia, Saudi Arabia, to, to Germany. And like that was, and like the CIA just like grabbed him, scooped him up, tortured him for years. He appealed, he appealed. They finally found out he was innocent. They dropped his ass off in the middle of the desert, said, walk back to Germany. <laughs> Hopefully you die. I, yeah. I think I said, I talked about this on a previous episode. Like, terrible shit. And like the guy was like, I'm going to sue the CIA because I can prove I was innocent. And Germany's like, nah, you're not. It's, it's just, you're, don't. No. So saying all that, back to behind the bastards. Like that, That's my current thoughts on Guantanamo. They're doing it to a lot of innocent people. And the government's one of the worst, the, the American federal government's one of the worst things to ever exist. So I don't trust them with this power. Ron DeSantis is a Marine lawyer. He gets out of Iraq or Afghanistan or wherever the hell it was. He comes back over here and they put him in charge. He's kind of doing the same thing he was in Iraq or Afghanistan or whatever. But he's deciding on what is torture or not. And he is interviewing the, what happens at Guantanamo? There's a lot of people that go on hunger strike. They say, we're not eating anymore. We're in a center. We're in justly in prison, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Who knows? Probably some of them are some people that want to kill Americans. So, like, for those people, I don't feel bad for it. I'm talking about the innocent well, folks. It's also a way of, yeah, people have been there, too. They want to commit suicide as yeah. well. They literally want to. Which, hey, let them kill themselves. Yeah. Well, I guess unless they got information that leads to what, but whatever. So they go on hunger strike. And I guess, like, Ron, just, this is from Behind the Bastards and from some thing they request this is the guy's testimony the the prisoner so it's biased of course but he says in comes very handsome ron desantis and he's like hey i'm here to like take your comments and concerns over how y'all are being treated here and the prisoner's like oh we're kind of being like psychologically tortured they play loud music and don't let us sleep they keep the lights on they do yeah you know the typical screw with prisoner stuff run in the middle kind of sounds like but just shitty treatment of humans and right after all this, Ron DeSantis says, uh, well, like, all right, you know what? Like, I'm going to I'm gonna take this back, and I'm, I'm going to let them know your concerns. The guy sees Ron DeSantis leave, and it's like a couple of days later, he's dragged out, he's pulled out of a cell, and he's strapped down in a chair, and he says he has, like, there's two, there's a male nurse, uh, uh, like, petty officer, drill sergeant, some, something like a drill sergeant, but it's not a drill sergeant. And a bunch of guys in suits off to the side, or like the nice military outfits. And he says they take a feeding tube, and while he's strapped in this chair, and the male nurse shoves it up his nose, and he's like, I can feel it like ripping my nose, going to the back of my throat, and down into my stomach. And he said, then they start like on the other end of this hose, they got like a a bag that, or I I don't know, it's not an IV, but it sounds like, and it's, it's Ovaltine or something. They're pumping into it, like directly into him. He's like, I'm choking. I can't breathe. Uh, I'm like, I can tell I'm bleeding from my nose and like my throat. And he goes, and they're pumping me so full of this stuff. I like, I'm about to freaking drown in it. And he goes that time, like the, the army guy or whoever says like, if you spit any of this up, we will make you puke it up and we'll start all this over, all over again. And he says in the middle of all this, he looks over at like the well-dressed military guys and there's DeSantis, like, watching all this happen. And I'm like, oh, all right, you queefy hippies I've been listening to about Little League bullshit that I pegged for just Democrats. Like, no, they're better than that. So it's, and you don't, you know, whether or not you could argue the ethics of what Ron DeSantis approved or had something to do with, like, all like, maybe that needed to happen to that guy. Maybe it didn't. Like, I'm not here to argue that one bit. 
you sure don't hear the media talking about that. I mean, had they all. not done that, dude could have been dead. And like you would think, if Democrats were worth like a damn, they could. Dude, he saved the guy's life. <laughs> <laughs> He's pro life. Run! He's a hero. Hero. <laughs> pro Palestinian life, actually. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> you might have pissed off some Jews with that one. Who am I kidding? He ain't gonna do that. <laughs> He also signed the law we talked about, which is yeah. like bonkers. But with anyways, a little, with a little hat. Yes. Um, but guys, we're back. We're sorry. I, I had to. I had to kick. I knew. I knew there was something slimy about the bastard. I just. I couldn't trust it. There's something about his face, and there's something about the Have people seen, that donated like, uh, to I guess him. The meme going around, like when he gets done saying something, like he's got like this, like, this weird, like little, <laughs> like fake. Yeah. You know, but it's like a, like a smile where he's like. Doesn't know what to do with his face. He looks exactly like Homelander from The Boys. Yeah, the smile, the yeah, face, yeah. The, the facial expression. Like he's like screaming at everybody from behind his eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can say that. He doesn't. I think he did really good on some things, but he just doesn't seem like that personable. And there's, it's not even that. I don't care if they're personable. Andrew Jackson wasn't personable. <laughs> I take that back. I don't want genocide. I'm Native Americans. Let me just—he did adopt a couple, but I'm not. I'm not. Let's let's not go that route. Um, we talk about like one of the law classes. They're like, you know, in there's certain cases where you know the the judges, sometimes genocide's okay. They're like, yeah, like you know, they're talking about like the checks and balances. You know, like the the you know the um, judicial judici- like the judiciary. You know, comes in and says that the president they can't do that. Or you're Andrew Jackson, and you just do it anyways. <laughs> I don't care. Read my letter five days after I've done it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like Trail of Tears. Like, it doesn't... <laughs> Scoot. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, had to... And, like, guys, I know sometimes I kick conservatives, but it's because, like, Republicans, and it's because at least, like, Democrats, we all just kind of know. I like digging into the more hidden stuff we don't really know about. But... Hey, I know for the most part we did like weekly episodes normally. We're we're still gonna try, but ooh. my schedule is insane. Mine too. Mine it it's rough. So like between work, between my kids, between his lawyer and oh the shutters make me think. We're gonna be here as much as I can as we can, provide y'all with some decent entertainment. If y'all have listened this long, for real, thank y'all. That's like kick ass. Um thank you for all the support. Leave a like, leave a comment, share with your friends. Uh, if you think I'm dumb as shit, wrong about something, please. I'm enlightened to know. Not enlightened. I'm happy to know. Got you it. are. You I are. S- I sound like a douche. Sorry, buddy. You do. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Take it easy, San Diego.